your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 377 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And that song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special treat. We got part two of our conversation with my good friend Kevin LaBella. Kev works for the NHL Network and also for Comcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the MVP race. We kind of picked this up mid-conversation because at the end of the last episode, we talked about, you know, Adam Fox potentially going for the Norris. We talked a little bit right at the start here about the MVP race. We also talk about Jack Eichel trade rumors because you pretty much have to at this point. Uh, We also get into the Seattle expansion draft and we take a look at some of the big name impending unrestricted free agents and whether or not some of them could be a fit for the New York Rangers. But yeah, here is part two of our conversation with Kevin LaBella. Enjoy. It's tight. It really could go either way. And I think even McCarr has a shot at it. Whereas like, you know, you look at, you know, the MVP award and I know that the Oilers pulled their annual disappearing act in the playoffs, but you know, Connor McDavid is, I mean, it, there's nothing to even talk about there. Like he's clearly the MVP of the league. It's crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I'd be shocked if he's not already asking for a trade to get out of there. I stand <laughs> by. I had that. I had them definitely beat Winnipeg. Um, I think I might've even had them beating Toronto in the next round. I, you know, I don't remember the brackets shook up differently this year when you picked certain teams in the bracket challenge with the reseeding and stuff. I don't even remember who my second round matchups would have been because I picked the first ones wrong. So, um, <laughs> well, I said Avalanche yeah, Penguins. Right. So I'm what the hell do either of us they, know? They need to. You're right. So we do a pick thing every night uh, with our master control team. Uh, we just have a whiteboard hanging up that we just pick one game for the night, pick pick whichever team and pick the score. Whoever gets the score right gets a point. Whoever has most points at the end of the playoffs, our supervisor team buys them lunch or dinner. Um, and I have not picked one right yet. To see <laughs> and, and to be quite honest, I think I had two or three last year, and I don't think I had any the two years before that. So as easy as it sounds that you think you could pick one right score throughout the playoffs of one game a night. It's, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, it's, it's... I know hockey as well as almost anybody. It's, it's just not exact science. You know, hey, I'm on the button right now, and then, oh, here comes an empty netter, and then here comes another empty netter. You know, teams <laughs> are pulling their yep. goalies for four minutes left, down three goals in the playoffs. How are you supposed to get that score right? And so, Kev, something else I wanted to ask you about, man. You know, we have the Seattle expansion draft coming up. Obviously, this only happens every couple of years when there's an expansion team. And, you know, there's kind of a debate around who the last protected Ranger forward should be. And I mean, there's certain guys, you know, by common sense and no move clauses and guys that are exempt. We know they're going to be back with the Rangers, but there's a list of four Ranger forwards and the Rangers are only going to be able to protect one of these guys. So I want you to kind of pick your guy and kind of make the case. But the four forwards uh, are Julian Gauthier, Colin Blackwell, Kevin Rooney, and Brett Howden. Which one of those four guys do you need to have back? Do you need to see the Rangers protect? 
man, that's a tough. Boy, they only get to keep one of those. Man, yep. that's that's, that's going to be difficult. Um, Gautier played, you know, pretty good this year. And Blackwood, he had his moments. Um, geez, who else did you say? Uh, Rooney, and then also Howden. And I, I can kind of rule really, out Howden. How, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would rule out Rooney and Howden. So I, yeah. I think it'd be between Gautier and uh, and Blackwood. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably go with Gautier again. What are you really picking here? You know, you're picking a, a third line winger, uh, you know, a fourth line center. Um, yeah. You know, you could you could always go grab another veteran off the scrap heap. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of guys in Hartford that are chomping at the bit to come up and fill those bottom six roles. So, yeah, man, you know, I I think I would go go to him and. Again, I think he showed promise. He he had some real flashes of brilliance this year. Um, obviously, the consistency and coming out every night with that high compete level has to be, you know, first and foremost for any one of them. You know, those bottom six guys, they got to be scrappy and, and willing to play on the PK when needed and, you know, fill, fill those roles. But, you know, I, I, I think I go Gautier. I, I could yeah. – I could go either way, really. Um, I don't think any of them are going to have the major impact that you may want to see from somebody like that. So, you know, whoever it is, good for them that they get to stick around. And and whoever it's not, good luck for them, (laughs) possibly in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of those players will probably end up getting taken by Seattle uh, if Seattle takes a forward from us. But, you know, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of torn between Gautier and Blackwell because Blackwell had a really nice season for them this past year, kind of out of nowhere. And it's fun to root for players like that. But I feel like, you know, Gautier is younger. And if anybody out of this group of four here is eventually going to become a star, like, I don't know that it's going to happen with any of them, but if one of them truly breaks out, I think it would be Gautier. When you look at what he's done in the AHL, the kind of numbers he's put up there, I think he just has the highest ceiling and maybe under a different coach. Like I always got the feeling that David Quinn was never all that fond of Gautier. You know, he made him a healthy scratch a bunch of times and he'd throw him onto the fourth line. And it's like, man, you know, I I feel like I just want to get one more season, at least one more season with Gautier where it's like, all right, just put him on the third line. Let him do what he does. Let's just see how this goes. Let's give him a, a good amount of rope and see if there's anything there. If he can really, you know, hit his potential being a former first round draft pick. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it with the highest ceiling. Um, I, I do believe he's got the highest of the of the four of them. Um, yep. And it's if it doesn't work out, it was really a big mistake. I, I, I don't think any of those other guys, like you said, are going to turn out to be superstars. So, you know, the, the the bottom end of that is not the worst thing in the world. And I think giving him a chance, like you said, put him on the third line and let him do his thing and see what you get out of him. Um, I think he would take it as a sign of respect and de- and dedication from his front office and coaching staff by protecting him. Um, maybe that kind of lights a fire under him and says, hey, they want me here. I want to yeah. be here. Let's make this thing happen. Um, so you probably get a solid effort out of him every night. And, you know, anybody who gets healthy scratched, doesn't want to be healthy scratched. So they'll, they'll do everything they can to, to scratch and claw and get, get back in that lineup. Um, and like you said, for a former first-round pick, he's got that high ceiling. So I say give, give him a shot and, and see, see what he's got. 
Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, again, I'm really torn between him and Blackwell because I I love what Blackwell gave them this year, but it's just kind of like, all right, well, he's 27. This was his first, like, lengthy taste of NHL action. Like, is he going to continue? Maybe he will. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's a late bloomer. Maybe he's somebody that just needed a chance, you know? Yeah, go ahead. He kind of reminded me of, like, a a boo, you know? He kind of had that that little bit of grittiness and speed and, and some of that skill, but, you know... When it comes down to it, is is he going to be part of the future of this team? And I don't know if he really is the guy to fill that role. I get, he maybe he is. Um, yeah. So you know, if they were to keep him and and let Gautier end up in, in in Seattle, then he ends up being a you know possibly a star out there. And again, any of these guys, maybe they need a change of scenery. Some of them and to get a better opportunity and to not get healthy scratched and maybe just play with some different guys and, and um, mesh well and mold well with, with a different system. Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to really get out of these guys until you see it. And some guys just don't play well together. I look back to, you know, an example when Colorado signed Korea and Solani. It was like, oh, my God, they're signing both of these guys right now and they're going to you know, Avs are going to come in and steamroll everybody with these two guys. You know, they were already the top team in the league and signed two superstars that already played together. Uh, you know, you thought you were going to get the most offensive production ever. I'm almost positive Solani had the worst year of his life while he was on the Avs. Um, had almost no production whatsoever. And Korea dealt with the concussions and all that stuff. It's not an exact science. You never know what you're going to get out of guys. You never know who's going to play well with who, who's going to mesh well with who, if they're going to play well in a certain guy's system. So it's a lot of moving pieces to make that all work. And you just you never know what it, how it's going to turn out. So I, I'm, I'm okay with giving either one of those guys a chance. Honestly, realistically, any of the four, you know, they're, they're all the same kind of player. Obviously, they all bring us something different to the table, but – in general, similar players, um, who's better than who, it's hard to say. And like you said, you got a new coach coming in this year, a whole new thing coming in this year. Nobody knows where we're going to land after free agency, if they're going to make some moves, uh, you know, who we're going to sign, who we're going to ship out, who we're going to bring in. You may bring in somebody that's going to mesh better with one of them than the other. Um, you know, you, you get a veteran guy on a third-line center like a Broussard, that, you know, really elevates the talent level, even, you know, goes above his own talent level to elevate the talent of the guys he's playing with just by fitting his role. You know, somebody like that playing with some of these young guys could teach them a few things and and, and elevate their game and, and teach them the right way to do things. So, you know, it, it may not even be which one of them is the most important, more than who you do, who do you put with them to elevate them and to get the most out of them. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website 
or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Something else that I wanted to ask you about, I feel like it's almost requirement uh, at this point, but anybody that's been coming onto this podcast over the past couple of weeks and months and whatever, there's all these rumors constantly about Jack Eichel being traded, and it seems like the yeah. Rangers always come up as you know, one of, if not the most likely landing spot. But to be honest, like given his contract and now his injury and, um, you know, what the Rangers would have to give up to get him, I've been like lukewarm to this at best. But I mean, what are your thoughts there, man? Do you, do you move some significant pieces to get Jack Eichel or you're, I mean, how, how do you feel about it? Just, just let us know. So I, I did like it at first when they first started talking about it two years ago, I, you know, as Eichel coming in, it's number two and, you know, even being considered number one over Connor for a little bit while all that was shaken out that year. Um, you know, he, he had a little more experience, you know, American guy versus Canadian guy. Um, they're, they're both, I, I call the sky's the limit for him talent wise. Now he's dealing with these injuries, this neck injury, man. It's, that's one of the ones you don't like to see. And they were kind of very hush hush on it this year when it happened. Very, very mum on, on a lot of the details. So nobody's really sure how serious it is, if he's okay, if this is going to be something that lingers for the rest of his career. Um, I look at that as a huge red flag and to, you know, possibly pull a Ranger move and sacrifice the future of the franchise for now, yeah. like they've done in the past, which has shown does not work. Um, yeah, it may work in 94 to get that cup and then the next 10 years are going to be rough. Um, I, I don't think it's the right thing. And, and, and for the haul I've been seeing Buffalo's looking for, I, I can't see giving up one first-rounder, let alone two first-rounders, plus a guy that's NHL-ready, plus a possible prospect. I mean, everything I'm looking at seems like they want two first-rounders, a real player, and a young guy. And I, I think that's just too much. And you're sacrificing your future. And who are you trading at that point? And then you get Eichel's contract with Kreider's contract. How much wiggle room do you have? You know, are you going to be able to pay Mika? Are they even going to bring him back? You know, but I think I'd, I'd be more gun ho on locking down Mika. You know, everybody's saying, oh, he's getting up there in age, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's, he's the catalyst of that team right now. You saw yeah. this year. When he wasn't going, they weren't going. When he got going, the Rangers got going. Um, he makes those guys better. I mean, come on, those hat tricks this year were incredible. Uh, the the five-goal game, I mean, I've never seen that out of a Ranger in my life, I don't think. Um, and the fact that he battled Ovi to the end in that game and got the OT winner um, off of that amazing pass from Panarin. Uh, you know, the, I, I don't think it's realistic. I know a lot of Ranger fans want Ico, and he's a big name. And, you know, I look at it like, yeah, I guess it's not quite the same as bringing in Bure or Lindros back in the day. And, you know, he's not past his prime yet, but just the, the injury is too serious to sacrifice possibly the future of your franchise for a guy with too many question marks at this point. Yeah, and it's it's something that the Rangers used to do, to your point. I, I think that was a great point that you made. It was so commonplace for the Rangers to be, like, in 10th place in the Eastern Conference and then be buyers at the trade deadline to try and scratch and claw their way to 8th place and then not make it anyway. And it's like, dude, you're just screwing your team for, like, years to come here. And it's what the Rangers yeah. have, have gotten away from in recent years, and I don't want them to go back to that. And another thing you just hit on there, man, is something that I've talked about as well is 
we have Mika Zibanejad, and like, okay, he's a little bit older, but he's only four years older than Eichel. He's there's not as much of an age difference there as people might think. And to resign Mika, all it's going to cost you is however much money you're going to give him. It's not going to cost you first round draft picks and prospects yeah, and Kay Andre Miller and Pavel. Like the list goes on and on. And you know, to me, I mean, yeah, the Rangers are a little bit thin at center, but just hang on to the great center that you already have. Why not? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, there's there's no reason to to shake things up so hard just to get a big name in here. We're past that. That's not that's not how the Rangers do things anymore. They should never go back to that. It didn't work. Um, again, like I said, I, I'm not saying Eichel's past his prime. He could still have another really good ten years. Um, I just wouldn't I wouldn't sacrifice the picks and and whoever else they're going to have to give up to get him. You know, I'm in a couple of these Ranger groups on Facebook where guys all day about get rid of Kreider and don't re-sign Mika and get, bring back Zook and bring back JT Miller. And it's like, they're gone. You love those guys, but they're not coming back. And, right. you know, JT Miller has shown to be exactly what everybody thought he was. And uh, that one still hurts. Um, but obviously Zook's production has dropped off and, you know, he's, he's a fan favorite, but production wise, you're, you know, you really paying six million for forty points, kind of. You know, it's a little much for that. Yeah, um, it was nice. Uh, to yeah, see I, I don't know. I wouldn't. Year, I wouldn't but, want to ever yeah. see the Rangers backtrack and go into that. You know, throwing too much money at guys, giving up these picks. They're fi- like I said, they're finally drafting well. You know, they yeah. got Fox and and Keandre, and there's such a bright future coming up on this team, and. I don't want to see them sacrifice it. I'd rather watch these young guys go through their struggles and figure it out and and get better as they go than come back and beat me in the playoffs because we gave up on them too early. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You know, I figure one other thing that we could do here, I have this article open. It's like the top 30 impending NHL UFAs. And I figure I'll just throw a couple names at you. I mean, as far as guys who maybe the Rangers could be interested in, and you can just kind of give me your thoughts on that. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool, man. So, I mean, there's one here. I, I don't think the Rangers would go in this direction, but Dougie Hamilton's obviously a big name, and there's going to be a lot of people after his services. The reason I don't think the Rangers will go after him is they already have a good amount of, uh, you know, two-way defensemen both on the team and in the pipeline. But any thoughts on Dougie Hamilton, man? I mean, does he 
stay with the Canes? Do the Rangers make a, a run at him? Does he go somewhere else? I mean, any thoughts there? Uh, you know, dude's a good player. I was shocked he got moved when he did um, and ended up with Carolina. Um, I think he got moved for Noah Hannafin, maybe, um, from Calgary. And then, uh, you know, he's Boston before that. I mean, dude's, dude's a really good player. Um, he, uh, I think the price tag is going to be high on him. Uh, you know, he's going to be one of the top guys on that list. And I'd be shocked if the Canes don't try to keep him because um, their future looks really good right now, too, um, especially with their goalie situation right now. Um, yeah. I, I actually picked them to beat Tampa in, in my bracket, which I don't know what I was thinking about doing that. Um, but their their future looks good, and he seems like he's a big piece to that team right now, and I'd be shocked if they let him get away. But I think the price tag is going to be a little too high for – what he is, um, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head with we have a lot of guys like that. Um, is he really going to elevate our defense? Um, is, is I don't know. It, it, I, I don't think he's he's the guy. Yeah, again, I wouldn't be mad if they did get him. Um, I just wouldn't want to overpay for him. I hear you. And uh, somebody that you're very familiar with, you know, living in Colorado, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, obviously – uh, he's 28 years old. He plays left wing, so there's a little bit of redundancy there because the Rangers are deep at left wing. And I don't think he's leaving the Avalanche. Could they have a lot of cap room? They can probably hang on to him. But I mean, how awesome would he look in Ranger blue? Yeah, that would be strange. Again, he's been the captain since I don't know. He was 22 years old out here, and you're right. He, he's he's got some some experience under his belt, and he he's a good leader. Um, the problem with him, he takes too many penalties. Yeah. Um, I know personally, uh, I would say over the last five years, I've seen the Rangers come out here four times or three times because they missed a year. I was in th that 311 day for the last time they were out here. So every game I've gone to out here, and I've seen a couple other teams outside of the Rangers, every single game I've gone to, he's in the box at least one time a game, if not two. And, you know, being on that top line and then you're putting your team on the penalty kill and, not, you know, now that's less time for McKinnon and Rantanen out there. And, you know, I don't know. He's, I don't think he's I, – I, personally, I wouldn't be shocked if the Avs got rid of him because I think they want to slap the C on McKinnon. Um, but I don't think he'd be a good fit with the Rangers. Okay, fair enough. Um, how about uh, – now here's somebody who I think could be a fit with the Rangers and somebody who I think they're at least going to talk to, and that's Philip Deneau, who's obviously still playing with the Canadians right now. Uh, any thoughts on him? I mean, solid two-way forward. You know, I, I to me, I, I think that could be something the Rangers uh, could use, maybe like in a middle six kind of role. Yeah, I think you'd get him for cheaper than Landeskog for sure. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I think he'd be like $3 million less than Landeskog. You know, if you could get Deneau for, you know, three years, $9 million, something like that, three years for 10 something around that $3 million a year mark. Um, mm -hmm. He's been playing great in the playoffs. I mean, he's, his name comes up every night. He's constantly in the mix. You know, he's a gritty player. You're right. He's a good two-way player. He protects the puck. Um, he's Like I said, he's been playing awesome in the playoffs so far. Um, he's a lesser-known guy, so, you know, it's not going to make that big splash of a free agent signing. And, you know, I know the diehards know who he is, but a lot of Ranger fans would not have any idea who he is. Um, but they'd be pleasantly surprised with how he plays. Um, I think he, you know, he seems like he's got that hockey instinct, puts himself in the right position, you know, where is it? Like what Gretzky 
his dad used to tell him, not where the puck is, where the puck's going to be. Had that instinct of where it's going to go and be there. Um, you could see kind of that, that, that smart out on the ice from him. And, you know, he, he seems to be in the mix throughout this entire Canadian's run so far. So I don't think there'd be any problem with signing him. If you get him at the right price, again, I, you know, he's probably going to command a little bit more money after having a successful playoff run. And God forbid the Canadians go and win the cup. So the, his price tag is just going to keep going up and up as he's going to help that team succeed. Um, but I, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him. Dude's a good hockey player. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, somebody else, you know, a, a while back, probably like two months ago or so, I kind of took an early look at impending uh, UFA centers, specifically somebody who can win faceoffs. Because I was just getting so tired of watching the Rangers get killed oh, in the faceoff God. circle every night. Not and, and to be fair, zone. it's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, it's you know, and how many how many goals in the playoffs do we score? Do we see where you know a team wins an offensive zone draw? And defenseman rips it, and there's a deflection, and the puck goes in the net. I, I think it's such an all, underrated stat. All the time. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I need a center who's going to win faceoffs, and David Krejci is very good at that. Now, he is a little bit older. He is on the Boston Bruins, so maybe people don't really like him so much. Uh, he's 35 years old, but kind of a gritty player and somebody that can win faceoffs. And, you know, if, if he's maybe in the mix to be the third line center, maybe that allows you to move Filipino to the wing, which he might be better there anyway. Um, that's up for debate too. But I mean, any thoughts on David Krejci if, if the Rangers can uh, can bring him in uh, at a reasonable cost for you know a veteran player here? Yeah, again, I, I think you, you're on the right track there. Um, you know, I mentioned Getzlaff before that I heard fans talking about, and I thought that was beyond even reasonable to bring somebody like that in. But I think Krejci, little younger, dealt with some injuries, but he's been pretty healthy the last year or two. Um, you're right. He he is killer on faceoffs. Everybody on Boston is. Patrice Bergeron is the most valuable player in my fantasy league because I give points to the faceoffs. And he he wins so many. These guys uh, in Boston, it's like they they're 75% every night on the faceoff. Um, so and and exactly how you explained that that play right off the draw, boom, defenseman rips it, get a get a tip in front, and it's in. Goalie never even sees it. So it's an invaluable skill to win faceoffs. And you saw guys like uh, Manny Maholtra in the league five years longer than he ever should have been, strictly because he wins faceoffs. Yeah. And a team will bring in a guy, and not even you know they'll go with the you know the thirteenth forward for the game specifically to throw him out there and win those defensive draws and, and then get him off the ice. Um, so to get somebody like Krejci that can win those face-offs at that, you know, 75% clip and still have the skill that he still has, obviously he's declined a little bit the last couple of years, but he's still a very serviceable player. And again, like we talked, to have somebody to help these kids and elevate their talent. And uh, like I said earlier, you can't put a price tag on experience. It's, 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 so important and he's got the Stanley Cup experience and he's got the playoff experience and he's got you know the playing with a Martian and playing with a Bergeron and Pasternak and, and Chara and all those guys um I, I think you know I never even considered him coming over but that I, I would have no problem with him because the dude knows how to play hockey he's a leader in the locker room um he may be a perfect fit with the, with a team like the Rangers yeah, yeah. Um, now, how about, are we in agreement? Because we've, uh, I think the last time or the second most recent time you were on here, we talked a little bit about uh, Taylor Hall. Are we in agreement that the Rangers 
should not and will not look anywhere near Taylor Hall? Yeah, from everything I'm hearing, he really wants to stay in Boston. Um, uh, you know, he's a tough one because you saw flashes of brilliance in Edmonton. You saw you didn't really see much in Buffalo. And as soon as he went to Boston, it was like he turned the switch back on. And, and, and you know, he started out amazing. He had a little low. And then, you know, he kind of picked it up early in the playoffs. Um, then they, they just kind of faded away there to the Islanders at the end. Um, but, you know, another guy, former first overall pick, and, you know, he's had some really rough times out in Edmonton and then, uh, you know, Devils and Buffalo and then they just say, you know, some, some horrible teams he's played for. Um, he's, he's tough. What do you, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get out of him. You, you could get that first overall talent or you could get the same thing you've been seeing for years where you're just underachieving not living up to that potential. So I I think I would pass on him. Again, his price tag is going to be high too, just because he carries that first round pick stuff with him and, you know, his history behind him. So I think if, as the Rangers, I I wouldn't go in that direction. Yeah. Now we can end with a three for one kind of deal here, because I have heard rumors that the Rangers are maybe looking to bring in, you know, kind of a veteran defenseman, just kind of help anchor the blue line a little bit. I mean, they are ridiculously young back there. Um, but the three that I'll throw out at you right now, uh, we got Adam Larson, David Savard, and Alec Martinez. I can't even believe I just mentioned Alec Martinez, oh but gosh. He, he did have a heck of a year. He did have a heck of a year. He's a little bit older, but, uh, yeah, I mean, any thoughts, anybody you like there? I mean, do you see one of those guys as maybe like a one or two year stopgap option? Say, say the three again. Yeah. Martinez just okay. totally threw my train of thought <laughs> off. <laughs> so Alec Martinez, uh, Adam Larson, and then also David Savard. Yeah, so I, I like Adam Larson. Um, you know, again, he was is he not the one they traded for Hall that was um Edmonton to the Devils? Um, yep. Yep, that was the trade. Yeah. So again, for the for Edmonton to think so highly of him to give up Taylor Hall shows that he's got that potential and that skill. Um and, and again, he, he takes care of the puck. Uh, he, he's a really good player. I think he would be on the top of my list. I I like Martinez had a really good year this year and um, obviously I could never, ever, ever root for that guy after he broke my heart and I watched it again yesterday and oh my God. Yep. He's a good player. Yep. He's smart. He's got a high hockey IQ. Um, just, you know, that would be like David Ortiz playing for the Yankees or something. Like, you know? Yeah. I yeah. It, I couldn't it, see something. Uh, oh man. I, again, the guy played well. I'd be all for him. Um, you know, you, you got to root for the guys when they're on your team, but that's a guy. I struggle to root for just because of one goal. So maybe that's silly for me. Um, again, he is a little more up there in age. Uh, I guess Larson's starting to get up there too. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess realistically I wouldn't mind seeing either one of those two come over if uh, the price is right. Again, this is all, you know, salary cap juggling. Is, you know, yep, don't yep. Try not to overpay. Try to find some value in these guys. Try to get a little little money ball action going in hockey. and find the value in guys that other teams are undervaluing. Yep. No, I'm with you. And I, I figure Kev, we can end with this. It's a ton of fun as always, but you know, obviously there's only four teams left standing. What's going to be the Stanley cup uh, finals matchup and who's going to be hoisting that trophy. Uh, I'm rooting for Vegas versus Tampa. Right. I think that would be the most exciting matchup. Although, like I said earlier, the Islanders are very exciting. I just, you know, as a Ranger fan, I can't, 
I can't root for them. I can't have those Islanders fans just running their mouths like they do all the time. Oh, it's already bad enough that they pretty much have had a more successful franchise than the Rangers being uh, 65 years less. Um, so, again, the Islanders team is fun to watch. And, and they would. I think Islanders-Vegas would be a fun finals. I think Tampa-Vegas would be the most intriguing, most watched final. I think the minute you put Montreal in there, um, that really dropped. It's going to drop the U.S. viewership off charts. Um, no, but I don't think anybody's really rooting for that. Um, it makes a lot more work for us having to record uh, Canadian versions and American versions of all these games yep. while they're sticking around. So um, I, I would really like to see Vegas do it. Um, I like their whole thing they got going, man. Again, I know they're new and not a lot of tradition yet, but the tradition they're building, you know, it's fun seeing Wayne Newton uh, setting the horn off at the beginning of the game and their whole pregame ceremony is really cool. And again, I like guys like Mark Stone and Pacioretty, you know, Montreal just, just tossed him to the side for nothing. You know, that guy learned French went on his own and learned French because he was the captain of Montreal. And that's something I look at like, yeah, I know it's not really hockey related, but as far as a leader goes to, you know, I'm, I'm the captain of this team in this city. I'm going to do everything I can to help this franchise and to go out and learn their native language. You know, that's something not everybody would do. So I like those guys in March or so and wild bill. And, and, you know, it's hard not to root for flurry now that he's off the penguins. Exactly, so, and it makes them look stupid my, for giving up on him, which is also hilarious. Yeah, and again, I wouldn't mind seeing McDonough get another one. You know, he, he loved the guy to death. But I think Tampa got theirs last year. I have no interest in Montreal or the Islanders winning, so so my pick is Vegas. Um, I, I would like to see them do it. And another thing on Tampa real quick, a little bit of shadiness going on there, no? With their cap situation right yeah, now? Yeah, what, what is that? They're like $18 million over, but they do this stuff where they like make players inactive. It's a whole like just so, giant yeah. technicality deal. Like I, I have to it's dive into it more, but yeah. So from my understanding, and again, I could be wrong here on how I'm going to explain this, but as far as my understanding goes, they held Kucherov and Stamkos out on purpose so their salaries don't count against the cap. Brought them back as soon as the playoffs started. Now they're technically $18 million over, but they are playing within the rules that were stated. So, you know, if you find a loophole, you exploit it. That's, that's how you succeed. But yeah. it must be nice to get two of the best players on the planet back to start your playoff run when you've already been having a decent season um, and not technically have to pay for them. I mean, they're paying for them, but it's not counting against them. So a yeah. little, little shady on how that played out, but again – those are their two top guys. It'd be silly to watch Tampa play without them. Um, but let's go Vegas. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Well, Kev, listen, man, this was a ton of fun, as it always is. And uh, we'll definitely get you back on here as soon as possible. It's always a great time talking some Ranger hockey and hockey in general with you. Sounds good, John. Let's uh, get up around, uh, I guess, we'll reconvene around the draft or free agency and uh, get another one going then. All right, so a big thanks to Kevin LaBella for joining the show, talking some Ranger hockey, and a huge thanks to you guys, as always, for tuning in to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. 
And that's going to pretty much do it for today. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.